Hey you. Yes, I mean you, dear listener. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Warui Desho podcast, made in association with Wave Motion Canon. We're so happy to have the pleasure of your company today. If you've listened to us before and like our show, you might be wondering how you can support us, since we won't take your money. This podcast will continue to be free, but if you'd like to show your appreciation, please consider leaving us a rating and review on iTunes, as those help our discoverability. If you don't use iTunes, that's fine too. You can follow us and like and share our content on SoundCloud, Twitter, and sometimes the Wave Motion Cannon YouTube page. Additionally, we love getting your feedback, positive or negative. Tweet us at Show or email us at waterwaydeshow at gmail.com. Whether or not it gets read on the show, I can assure you, we all read every tweet and email you send us. And once again, dear listener, we thank you so much. Now please, enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stream of Thought via Watery Desho, an anime podcast that tells you the truth about itself, its brand, its hosts. It's all bad. We're all bad. We're bloody terrible. The show we're talking about is good. It is recovery of an MMO junkie. Uh, what is it? Also, the introduction to the wonderful virtual life, which seems like not the same sort of thing. Or is it? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Blew your mind. There you go. Mind blown. That uh, mind blower over there, the blower of things, including... <laughs> Is, um, Excuse me? Do you want to try that again? The blower of things, including mines. Uh, what is, do you think I have been blowing? Thank you very much. You've been blowing away your high score in Guilty Gear Isuka, <laughs> the wonderful four-player brawler fighter for the Xbox 360. I own none of these things, but I'm gonna. <laughs> but I'll buy in Switch. <laughs> uh, he's Shadon. Hi, Shadon. Hello, everyone. Hope you're all doing okay on this fine evening. And I am across the pond, and I am the subtle doctor. And I am going to take a torch and lead us into the maw of evil that is episode six. I'm so embarrassed I could die, which is the subtitle for many, many days of my youth. You and me both, my friend. You and me both. Let's get started by running down the plot in this episode. We may take a few detours inside this maw of evil, but we'll get to the end in the end. This episode picks up right where Five, you know, left off in its Michael McDonald song, Glory. Uh, And Sakurai gets a hold of Moriko. They get to meet and talk. And Koiwai, looking like a mastermind, calls in immediately at that moment to say, hey, about our date tomorrow. But she's like, tomorrow? And he's like, oh, are you there right now? You silly goose. You're a klutz. I didn't tell you the wrong date on purpose or anything like that at all. I've totally not got a hidden agenda, I swear. Nope. Uh, And then, ha ha, he does this. Again, dude... Dude has no care for your awkward feelings and says, Hey, why don't you, why don't you put it on speakerphone? I want to oh, ask Sakurai a question. Oh my god, this moment. I, <laughs> I've, I have never in all my days read a book, watched a film, watched a show, live action, animated, western, eastern. I've never even met a person in real life who has done such an incredible 180 as Sakurai here, from going so high to hitting so low, like, the, I, I had to pause the show when this happened. I had to stop it. It's I, one of those. I had it to is. stop, and I had both my hands, one on each side of my head, and I was looking at it, and I was like, you, you, you fuckwit, you <laughs> absolute pleb. 
you, <laughs> you were, you did so well. And then Noob you scrub, you stuck it up. Like this would be, this would be like playing capture the flag in any capture the flag game ever, making it all the way across the map. And then deciding that at the last minute you're going to run it right past where your flag is and just fall off a cliff. I mean, this is uh, this is more than a simple combo drop. This is like uh, this is like a washige stepping away from the control. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> this is the washige of social. All right, but allow me to explain. So, as Doc has rightly pointed out, um, Kowai recognizes that Sakura Chan. I can't believe I call him Sakura Chan. There, silly me. <laughs> I, well, there we go. I'll, so anyway, so Sakura Burke, because that's what he is. Uh, Sakura Burke uh, is there, and he says to Moriko, "Hey, put it on speakerphone. I'll have a word with him." And so, adds the phone over, um, puts it on speaker, and Kowai says, "Bear in mind, it's on speakerphone, so Moriko can hear." Hey, hey, Sakura Chan, like, is she totally looking cute right now? Is am I right? Am I right? And so, poor Moriko, like, nearly just wilts in embarrassment. It's great. She's just like the voice actress. Like, I love to say you're there, though. Like, uh, how could you ask such a thing? <laughs> yeah. It's great. Indeed. Um, and the funny thing is, right, is that Sakurai has an amazing response for this. Yeah. It's it's a response, and I was just like... I, I have to confess, actually, that had he not made the follow-up he did, the anime would probably be over at that point, because at that point they could just ride off into the sunset with how smoothly he plays this, because he delivers an amazing one-two punch. He says, and I quote mostly, uh, yeah, Moriko is looking super cute. In fact, she's looking so cute. I'm glad you're not here to see it. And I was like, my boy! Boom. My fucking boy! That was not said by him. Like, we literally had Will Smith as Hitch, like, puppeteering the fuck out of Sakurai right then. Because that was so smooth. And it flipped the verbal bird towards Kowai as well. I was, was he, like... Were you saying he was possessed by the ghost of another character? It, he was He was being, like... Like, you know, like, how puppets, like, Elmo, for example, you have someone, like, put the hand behind the head and just move the mouth? Like, you know, ventriloquism? Ah. Yeah. He, was get, he was being ventriloquist, you, you know by Will Smith's hitch, in my opinion. Because <laughs> there's no way he would have said a line like that normally. And so, Sakurai, smooth as you like, says that, and I'm like, that's my boy. Now, don't fuck this up. And give it maybe... Let me check my watch here. Ooh, 30, 40 seconds. Uh, he then says something to the effect of... Uh, <clears throat> Oh, you're, it's okay. You're totally Kowai's type or something like that. Instead of, you know, saying like something, I don't know, like, oh, like, oh, man, I meant that you should have said, I meant what I said before, whether or not Kowai was listening or not. There you go. That's what I just said. Oh, but when he said that, that was the moment I had to pause because I was, I was mortified. I was like, you were doing so well. And then you've literally just. Oh, I, I've never seen such a cell phone. I, I cannot it's, recall. <laughs> it was, it was a, a truly epic. It's like, in, it's in like, all senses of the word, cell phone. It it's was, like, whoa. you know, like, you know, like when you do that little fist pump thing where you like pull your arm down, like towards your elbow, towards your hip, you know, like clench your fist, like, yes, like that. Yeah. You know, like, it'd be like doing that, but Sakurai manages to somehow aim it so he ends up like punching himself in the, with his elbow in the stomach and winding himself. Yeah. I, yeah. And you know what, right? Let's backtrack a little to what we said in the previous one about being emotionally invested. Now, there's a difference between hating a character because they're an idiot and loving a character because they're an idiot. And right. I think, again, it's a testament to how good this show is that I'm invested in wanting to see Sakurai and Morika succeed in this little, like, twisty, like, web of nonsense they've got going. Yeah. That even though he makes such an incredibly stupid move like that, a move that you could argue is also really cliche, because it's always, always the fucking case, um, that I still want to see him succeed. I'm just there like, no, you're, you're fucked up, but you can recover. You've got this. And I want to see you do it. <laughs> you will. In this episode, he does himself a little bit better, but but man, he's just um, he's too kind. 
Like mm. I, characters in anime get accused of that a lot. And I remember early in my anime viewing experience thinking too kind. What? Like that's how can you have too much of a good thing like this? And and I think this is a pretty good crystallization of just him being so kind of proper and deferential and polite that, you know, no one gets what they want. The problem with being too nice is he can be self-sabotaging. And that's exactly what he does here. She, of course, would love it if he was honest with her about how he felt and direct. Uh, she would love that. He would love that. Uh, Koiwai would love it and be happy for them. I'm, I'm convinced uh, at this point in the show, absolutely. So, but because, you know, of his, that, that part of him, you know, nobody, nobody gets that. So, thanks, Obama. <laughs> that's a, that's a political minefield. I'm going to just walk around and let's continue on into the next scene. So, they decide, you know, okay, since we're both here, uh, why not? Let's go out right. for a drink. Let's go out for a drink and food. Koiwai says, "What? like, hey, why don't you enjoy uh, the night with uh, Sakurai now that you're both here? Wink, wink. Yeah, this is his, uh, this is his grand plan all along. And, um, and he does, he needles her a little bit and said, oh, I know you already turned him down, but, uh, you know, why not? Like, do you not want to? And she's like, no, no, I do. And, you know, he kind of gives her, gives her a little push that she, that she needed. Uh, and certainly gives Sakurai a giant push that he needed to, to get them to go have drinks. And so they do. They have a couple big uh, glasses of alcohol. And then a really hilarious uh, misunderstanding happens. Yeah. Right. Um, the, the thing about this scene, though, that I found really interesting is that when they're having, when they're in the, the restaurant having this drink and this food, which we don't see in Millie, but anyway. Um, Moriko never once broaches the topic of her playing MMO Sim or vice versa. And it's yeah. very evident from the way they act towards each other that they have a surprising lack of common ground. Um, not that that common ground does not exist because it very clearly does. I mean, we saw how Moriko reacted when she spoke to Fujimoto and he revealed that he played the MO and he says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Uh, ignore me. And she's like, no, 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 please keep talking. And as I said before, if she knew that Sakurai just even played the same game, never mind that he was Lily, that would be it. That would be their conversation material for the entire evening. Yeah, she's never going to be the one to bring it up. No, but nor is Heath. Exactly, that's the thing. Is Unlike Fujimoto, I don't think Sakurai will, will bring it up. I think he is as self-conscious about it for probably different reasons yeah. as, uh, as she is. Well, Fujimoto had the in of the fact that he was... He knew... He, well, he saw the money card. Exactly. And that was him saying, like, oh, I, I play this as well, because it's a natural in for a conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, there wasn't really, like, a wall in the way it's like, hey, do you play video games? Hi, I, I play fighting games. Do you want to talk about that? This is a thing that does not happen, at least not unless I've had, like, maybe 12 pints. But then it's also not really legible. Hello there. My name is Shaden, and I play video games. Do you play video games, young lady? I yeah. love video games very much. And I like you too. Shall we go play them together? No, 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 no. You were so distractingly pretty, you caused me to drop my combo. Hey! <laughs> nice. I nice. think I will never, ever, 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 ever say to a woman, ever. Ever. <laughs> I might say it to my opponent, just to mess with their head. <laughs> but anyway, um, that so... The thing is, right, I've, I've been on dates before where I have felt like, you know, God, this is going nowhere because I just can't <laughs> talk. I, not because of, like, anything inherently wrong or anything, like, just because I can't talk to them about what I'm into. And it's so, it's such a shame here because just that one thing needs to be said and that would be it and then they'd be off. But for the most part, it's just uh, Morica being very... Uh, apologetic like oh you, you've wasted too much time on me i'm sorry for taking this and sakurai just like he himself doesn't really know what to say uh indeed most of the actual discussion is about kowai believe it or it's not which is oh which is ah, just oh, can't shaking can't. my fist to the heavens mm. you know because 
God, because neither one of them will cut through sort of the the superficial sort of layer of, of bullshit, you know, and, and stuff. And, you know, they're, they're saying things that they, that they mean, but like, yeah, just so surface level, I feel like for a lot of the time. Yeah. And then, yeah, they, then because they don't want to ask each other questions about themselves that might seem impolite or too forward, you know, quickly they shoot over to talking about Koi Wai. Yep. On the walk home, which was quite nice. I thought the, you yeah. know, because he, you know, after she um she she has a, a a fair bit to drink, but um but they have a walk home to get some fresh air in hopes that that will, you know, sober her up a little bit, and, and they have a nice few moments. Also, there's a nice moment between Sakurai and uh, Fujimoto over the chicken, uh, and then that was the misunderstanding I was referring to when uh, she in the restaurant was like, "I'm so sorry about before. You can't even know," and like she was thinking about their first collision and that he had to take her to the hospital and he replies with oh it's fine it was just chicken (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute you are talking about that (laughs) and like that that was the first thing on his mind that she had to apologize for taking the last piece of chicken that was great of all the goddamn things (laughs) another thing that happens here is that sakurai of course has had hints before that he's dismissed about mariko b hayashi but it's here that he says something that he actually yes. said almost word for word as Lily. And Moriko's like, wait a minute. Where have I heard this before? So she doesn't make anything more of it because it's the one thing. And that's it. But again, the, the getting closer, there's going to be a moment. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a fucking moment. I can feel it in my bones. Yeah, they're orbiting it. They yeah. really are. That's going to be trouble. <laughs> Why? Jerry, don't you see this world here? This is George's sanctuary. If Susan comes into contact with this world, his worlds collide. <laughs> you know what happens then? <laughs> they, they really do feel like they're in a holding pattern around each other. Uh-huh. Because I know for a fact that Sakurai's into her, and I'm fairly certain that she's into him as well, even though they, she doesn't know about the MMO aspects. Because of like how she reacts in the hospital, like he's like got lovely blonde hair. Like I, I, yeah. She fairly... said he was cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, when she got home, and she was like, "Oh, I have to write an email to him," and, but I don't want to because it's intimidating how cool he is. Yeah. You know, and and she like enjoyed watching him move around, looking for his business card. Like, yeah, I feel like that. There's a lot of evidence there that says she likes this guy. Yeah. Exactly. So. It's unfortunate that it ends up that way, although Sakurai does show his better nature by going to get her a bottle of water from the supermarket, uh, walking her home. He's a true gentleman all the way through, even to the point yeah. where he actually stands between her and the road on the way back. Like, small detail. Very important. But, yeah. but a welcome one. So, um, that's the first half of the episode, essentially. Well, also, um, yeah? there, there's a moment there when we get a little bit of that spice I was talking about when, you know, referring to Panino's comment, we get a little bit of her talking, alluding to her work issues. Yes, uh, you're right. When they're, when they're walking home and she says, I like spending time with you. This is a lot of fun. I met Kowai and you guys work together. Like, you're both really great. And if, if only I had had uh, coworkers, you know, se- seniors, like you guys, at my old job, maybe I wouldn't have quit. Yeah. Hmm. That's just tantalizing. I, I want to know more. Yes, this is what we said before. Like, it just drips and drabs. But I do want something more substantial just to flesh things out. And maybe we'll get that. Maybe that's what will happen. But um, unfortunately, discussing this, like, without even realizing it, Morico like, starts saying, like, I'm so glad that you confirmed that Kowai is the oh, nice man. Ah, you, you, oh, yeah. Poor Sakurai. The God. dagger through his heart. Like, he, mean, already, he already thinks that this is a one-horse race and he's just stuck in the stands watching and uh-huh. unable to affect it in any way, shape, or form. But that was just... With, through no fault of hers, I should stress. Just... Oh. Oh, man. Just like... Take took out his heart and just stomped on it. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't like a like you said an on purpose rejection. And it, it 
Sakurai, I feel like he's just rolling out the red carpet for Kowai. And some, you know what I mean? He's complimenting him. And she's like, oh, I just feel so much better about our date now that I've talked to you. Sakura in the friend zone. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And he bows out of the, the date that was supposed to be uh, a three-person affair. Yeah. Uh, he just says, like, I'll just be a third wheel. So, uh, yeah. you know, you guys go out. And uh, Koi is like, hey, are you sure you want to do this? And dummy Sakura is sure he wants to do it. So... No, even though he really isn't, he really fucking yeah. ain't. Yeah, but, uh, I know. He's, he's too caught in what he feels is proper etiquette exactly which is bullshit it's such bollocks like there's there's a thing called toxic masculinity right which is hyper aggressive hyper sexualized male behavior um you know feelings of you know entitlement towards women and sex and all that and i think that what we're seeing with sakurai is the absolute opposite which what do you call that toxic passiveness i don't know there's probably a phrase for it you call it a, a beta male, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, a spangler. You know what I mean? He's a little cock. Cock yes. you, Sakurai. Uh, I'm the golden one. <laughs> <laughs> Th- thank you. Uh... The image of masculinity. Pop, pop, pop. I was just flexing my muscle. Did you hear the pop? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, it was the popping of my ears exploding from dealing with that. Um, and the Swedish flag behind me. Oh, d- right. Okay. Moving swiftly on. So, yeah, poor Sakurai. Like, uh, it's interesting to me, though, because like, we've kind of had an odd U-turn here in how the characters are acting. Or rather, not a U-turn, but rather a switch. A switch of room. Because early on in the show, it was Morico who was, like, struggling a bit with, like, you know, come like, approaching people, dealing with people, knowing what she wants and not, like, be able to get it. Like, with the chicken, for example. Um, but now it's Sakurai who gets the lion's share of the show's focus on how he seems so mm. stimmied by his inability to try for what he wants, to self-actualize a little bit. I think that this is actually very telling at how similar the two really are, even if we might not think it. I mean, there's the obvious differences of like the fact that Sakurai still works in a full-time job, of course. He certainly hasn't felt pressure to leave his work because it was destroying his sense of identity. But on a on a blow-by-blow basis, I think that both Moriko and Sakurai are both very, very inhibited or feel inhibited by what they feel is expected of them. Totally. Maybe in slightly different ways, but they are more similar than I originally believed watching this show. I thought that it was going to be Sakurai who would gradually pull her out of her shell, but it seems they're both stuck pretty deep, and Mm. unfortunately, it's the fucking clown jester that is (laughs) Kowai, you know, who seems to be doing all the work here, and yet is potentially doing all the work for himself, because as far as he's concerned, if Sakurai ain't making a move, well, why not? You know, why Why He's shouldn't he? Worst fairy godmother ever. Uh, yes, fucking is. Um, oh, I think I'll just take the prince. Pretty much. So the thing is, though, right? Um, so we have the first half of the episode, which is essentially Morico and Sakurai's dates, quote unquote, although it was more yeah. of a... Uh, God, I don't even know what you describe it as a, a, a sequence of events. Uh, <laughs> pleasant, pleasantries? Yeah, there we go. It was, it was a bunch yeah, of pleasantries. I, we, That's really about we all, it. We wanted it to be more, but and, and it was fine. Yeah. But, you know, the next episode is is uh, felt more like a true dato. Yeah. I mean, I weren't expecting things like, you know, for them to suddenly progress all the way past all the bases. You know, I weren't, I weren't thinking that, that was going to happen. Right. It becomes I mean, Scum's Wish suddenly. I was actually <laughs> thinking that. How the fuck did you read my mind? God damn it. Get out of my mind, Doc. It's the hair color of the protagonists. Oh, fuck my life. (laughs) I didn't think of that. And now you've said it. And now I'm not going to be able to get it out of my head. God damn it. Separation. Let's Uh, separate them. This is not, this is not Scum's Wish. Oh, thank God. 
Okay, so anyway, uh, Hanabi's next day... Wait, shit, fuck! No! Alex! <laughs> Damn it! Alright, okay, no, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. So, first half of the episode, nicely compartmentalized date with Sakurai, in which we learn that they've got a lot of walls and barriers to overcome, and God forbid if they could just at least make one mention of the MMO, that would be it. All the ice would be broken, and they'd be off. Yes. I mean, no. can, I, I'm still of the opinion that Moriko is going to basically faint when she finds out who Lily really is. <laughs> I know. I but, know. But anyway, know. so we get to the next bit, which is going to be Kowai's date with Moriko, which is the following day. And this is where we get a real contrast between how he and Sakurai act. Kowai is complete confidence from start to finish. He has a game plan not necessarily of what he wants from Mariko, but just how he's going to approach her set out from start to finish. Like with the way he approaches her when, at the meeting point. He rings her, starts talking to her, and then says, hey, what would happen if I suddenly turned up now? And she's like, I, I don't know. And he just pops around the pillar and surprises her. <laughs> and his outfit at that point is yeah. incredible. Like, I I am a sucker for, like... Like, they've shown him only in a suit and tie. Like, sometimes no tie, but only in business, you know, professional attire up to this point. And then, pop, here he comes out looking like Izaya from Do-da-da-da, or a Persona character, with, like, a, <laughs> a dope hoodie on. Like, yes, it's great. What we learn from Kowai's behavior, though, is, again, helps with that ambiguity of how women feel towards him, because while he do st- does still have that kind of, like, you know, I'm too... I'm too clever and too confident for my own good attitude with how he speaks to her. With the thing, you know, of popping around the pillar to, like, surprise her. And him playing, like, teasing her, but also paying compliments to her. Um, he keeps us and Morica, uh sorry, Moriko, on edge. Because she doesn't know how to approach him. I sure as shit don't know what his fucking game plan is. Yeah. I- I'm still not sure. But he is very nice to her at points. Like, he does say, like, I think you genuinely look lovely yep. to her. Uh, he also pulls the I'm going to stand between the road and you thing, the same as Sakurai did. The The main difference here, though, is that if, like, Kowai is all confidence all the time, and Sakurai, I wouldn't say he's not confident, but I would say that he just doesn't have an in. Whereas, yeah. as, far as, Sakurai, as far as Kowai is concerned... He's already, like, spoken to Moriko in the past and is using this as an excuse to get to know her better because he, he's not afraid. He's like, hey, why not? You know, I'll give it a go. And consider this, right? Take everything you know about Sakurai's MO stuff out of your mind for a second and compare him against Kowai. Who do you think would make the better match for Moriko then? Oh, still Sakurai. You still think it would be Sakurai, even though they would have no common ground at that point? I mean, on, only because I think... Well, so I guess it depends on if... Part of me thinks that Koiwai is behaving the way he is toward her because he does not have, like, actual serious romantic, romantic interest. And, as you say, he's just behaving in a way that's deliberately... can be off-putting or hard to read while still, like, you know, treating her somewhat well and at times and... and uh and everything, and taking her on an actual date, and, like, I think he has reasons for doing it that, again, are, are all about pushing Sakurai to take the steps that he believes Sakurai won't take on his own. Um, but I just, part of me wonders if he had real interest in someone, if he would drop the court jester act, and, like, you know... Be serious or, or, for five or, minutes, yeah. yeah. Or, or, is ju- or is this just the way that he behaves uh, all the time? Yeah, uh, and and if that's if that's the case, then I definitely don't think that he's a good match for Morioka. Oh, oh no, no, I'm I'm speaking strictly though in stripping the context that we've had previously because I feel that the intent of this episode, as very clearly delineated by the break, is to compare two gentlemen directly to each other in terms of how they approach Morioka. Yeah, but. You ha- we as the audience have all that extra information that of course makes us want to root for Sakurai. And the thing is, like, Kowai is still genuinely very nice to her. That yeah. can't be ignored. Yeah, no, totally. In some ways he he sweeps her off her feet a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, she she with, seems a little taken by him. With you know, there's little gestures like you say of of walking between her and the road. I mean, he even they even talk about video games. Hey, fuck get you. I almost forgot about that. I cannot believe that they at that discussion and it wasn't her discussing it with Sakurai. Yeah, I mean, if so clearly he clearly he brought it up, you know, because well, so another point of comparison is, so you know how Sakurai and Morioka talked about Ko- Koiwai on their date. Well, clearly at this point in the conversation, we kind of cut to them discussing Sakurai, you know, because mm-hmm. he's he's talking up Sakurai as uh, as a gamer, you know, and saying, "God, he saved my ass that time. Like I would have died, but like." He was there for me, uh, there, and he really helped me out in the in game. And then, of course, they move on to talking about Fridemir. Yes, ah. and what that kind of game is like. And at that point, I wonder, right? Because Marioka really starts to talk uh, with some with, with a great deal of feeling about why she likes the game. Yeah, and how she interacts with people. I, I wonder if at that point Koiwai gets a little taken. Because seeing someone with everything, like uh, all the layers of propri- of what's proper and everything uh, stripped away, uh, just genuinely discussing what makes them feel good and what they enjoy, like it can be, um, that kind of vulnerability can be attractive. I, I absolutely agree, 100%. Um but I think it just goes to show as well, like, that what we really wanted as the audience was for her to be having that MMO discussion with Sakurai. Yes. But it's Kowai's confidence that allows her to speak to him about that. And in turn, the fact that he genuinely doesn't mock or laugh her for that. No. Nope. I mean, I could imagine some people who would say, wait, she's 30, she's single, she's jobless, but she plays MMOs all the time. Oh my god! That's, that's so hilarious. Like... <laughs> So, the fact that he doesn't, again, murky the waters here, because he, unmur- well, he murkies them even more with an actually takes layer, the controversial moment I mentioned in a previous episode. Oh, uh, uh, dear. Yeah. So okay. much worse than the moment in episode four. Yeah, which that is, one. I think I can forgive him for that, by this and large. But uh is questionable. Oh. But anyway, but yes, okay. they, they talk about Frudemir for Frudemir. And as you say, because he is so um, confident and so unconcerned with being deferential and and etiquette and, and being proper, they are able to talk uh, uh, seriously about things that uh, that she cares about, you know, because he's not like, you know, I'm sorry for this thing. I know I'm sorry. I am sorrier for this way I put you. No, it's fine. It is actually I who am sorry. Yeah. For putting you out this way. Like, no, no, no. He's just, that just doesn't even, he's just like, look, here's some wine. Let me get you some more wine. Let me, let's just talk. I mean, at one point, Sakurai does say, like, on their date, you know, he compliments her and she says, oh, you know, I actually haven't done anything to deserve you to say that. And he's just like, Hey, that's how I feel. So shut up and take the compliment. <laughs> doesn't yeah. say that at all exactly, but he does say like, "Please accept how I feel." But um, but yeah, no, it's a really cool contrast, and I guess, <sighs> I guess we have to talk about the moment now. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay, so the part, as I have written in all caps, the parts. Yes. So, um, Mario can, um. Her wine is empty. Uh, they have actually got a new bottle, but I think they go through that second bottle as well. Uh, so he says, uh, Kowai, that is, he'll go get another. So he goes, uh, Morioka's like thinking, oh, uh, my heart's all flustery over how he's been talking. Uh, but man, have I had a bit too much to drink. So she's looking at the wine menu, and what a stacked wine menu that is as well. Holy shit. Oh boy. Like, really long. German, <laughs> French. It was, fuck me. They, they they had all the wine in there, but no more. F- Unfortunately, Maroka decides to take door number two, which is to fall asleep. She just can't, you know, she's not like 
it dignified news. She just kind of rests her head no, against yeah, this, yeah. the bed. Because I've seen some women <laughs> pass out in clubs and they just spray, they're splayed everywhere. Like, <laughs> she's, yeah, she's not sloppy drunk. Or no, thank God for that. So, um, Sakurai at this moment is currently at home and he's playing through Demer. And um, as it happens, he's starting to get distracted. So when he's trying to do the healing role, um, he gets aggro on him, which is a term for getting a monster's attention. Because for those of you who are not MMO familiar, uh, you tend to have three roles. You have tank, damage, and healer. Tanks get monsters to hit them, and they soak up the damage. Damage people kill the monsters. Healers keep tanks alive. Healers are not meant to be getting hit ever if they can help it. Uh, Lily being a healer, unfortunately, because Sakurai is distracted, cocks that up and nearly gets mauled half to death. So the guildmates are all like, what happened there? You're not normally like this. You're normally on, on top of this. And Sakurai says, I'm sorry, I'm just distracted some stuff going on. So I think it's Kanbei says, like, well, we're here to talk about it if it's on your mind. And so Sakurai's like, yeah, thank you guys. And just as he's about to do that, he gets a text message. It's so painful. Yeah. This text message. Uh, Kowai has taken a picture of the sleeping Morioka and appended something to the effects of this as the message were. Hey, Sakura-chan. Look at how cute and innocent she is. Do you think it would be wrong of me to get a, you know, to do something with her in this state? What do you think? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. And look, look. Okay. Before anyone thinks otherwise, I understand what he's trying to do. Yeah. I understand that the the intent to get Sakurai off his ass uh, and make him initiate and move their relationship forward. But regardless of that good intent... That's pushing um, it. Like, to, to do that, like, even as, as a joke, you know, I thought was um, was pretty tasteless and classless and and gross Um, i mean even even if he then sent a message like two like two minutes later saying i was only kidding and let's just take about the fact that you know what it might mean for mario if he ever did do anything that's really crass of him to say that's poor sakurai i think that's going too far like there's there's pushing someone into action and then they're saying something to that effect which i mean what yeah what if she was in, in trouble like his intent is to like, you know, what if she was in trouble? Like, oh look, look at you! You've run all this way over here because you thought she was in trouble. Like, can you please realize for yourself how you feel and be honest with yourself? But that's like, not what he says. That, like, that's his intent. I think if you're very charitable, he still doesn't communicate to Sakurai. But like, what he's is like making a rape joke. Which is in such poor taste. <laughs> I just found it very offensive, I, you know. And I understand if if other people don't, and they only want to look at the intent and, and what the show's trying to do. But um, you know, I like I, I thought about that character before and kind of where he was at uh, in episode four. You know, I, I think when you connect connect up those two moments, it just makes me. Mm, not really like him too much, you know, despite him being a funny character and, and you know, him occasionally being sweet to to Morioka. Like, this was just, this was a very, very bad moment. And, uh, yeah, very, very gross. What if I, what if I raped her? I mean, like, it's not funny, dude. It was <laughs> pushing it. How many times have we had a discussion about rape on this fucking podcast where I've just, every single time I've thought, like, okay, all right. The doc is correct. His intent is clear. Yeah. In fact, it's proven because he actually takes her home. Before we even count as Sakurai, he takes her home and does nothing on towards her. He's just like, hey, good night. Off you go. That's it. He doesn't do anything else. He doesn't fondle her. He doesn't... You get the point, right? Um, But again, like, he could have phrased it differently. So it was less on the nose. I th- like, he could have just simply said to Sakurai... Hey, Mori Mori Chan has fallen asleep. I think we're going to call it a night. Now, that still has a slight, uh-huh. in you know, intuition or like 
intention. But it's much more innocent than what he actually said. Because any interpretation of, you know, we're going to call it a night is entirely on the interpreter's thing to read into it as something like, oh, we're both going to go fuck, for example. Yeah. You know, it could very simply mean we're going to go our separate ways for the evening. Calling it a night, in my language, it could mean either of those things. It depends how you want to interpret it. So if he had phrased it that way to Sakurai, I can guarantee you Sakurai would have taken it to mean that they were going to bump uglies. But it wouldn't have come across as crass or tasteless or as blunt as it did otherwise. Right, right. And and I'm, I mean, I'm a millennial by, by birth. Um, but am I weird to think that even the act of him photographing her while she was asleep is, um, is a bit, uh, like I would never do that to someone. <laughs> it just seems like a rude thing to do <laughs> on a first date. I have to say that I have seen people do that of other people when they were when they fall asleep while shit faced. But the occasions that happened in were always group events, and they were usually between people of the same sex. And when I say the same sex, I mean to say, or at least who know each other like relatively well, I guess. Yeah, pe- people who know each other and who were not romantically involved. Um, so yeah, I think again. In fact. Again, to prey on Sakurai's imagination, I would have not sent a picture at all if I were in his shoes. Because then he would have known that... Because, like, bear in mind, Moriko's, like, fairly comfortably sleeping at this point. She's not in, like, any sort of distress. But if he... Imagine Sakurai thinking, like, if there was no picture. Oh, God, she's, like, lay upside down and, like, her clothes are all over the shop and she's drooling everywhere. Because that's what he would think. Because his imagination would run wild, as I imagine others would in that scenario. So... The thing is, just just to bring it back slightly though, this I would argue is somewhat consistent with his character. It's just that it's a leap further than what we've seen before, but it builds on the attitudes he's taken previously. And again, like I've said before, I absolutely do not agree with the course of action, but I understand why he did it, and I don't think it's our place in the narrative for it to be there, even though I very much disagree with the course of action, because we're not supposed to sympathize with this. We're not supposed to be like, yeah, dude, bro, you, you go. Like, yeah, bro. Now you, you are an alpha. That is the alpha way. Indeed. That's not what the audience is meant to have the feeling. We're, I think the intent is very much for us to feel offended at how he's acting. And to maybe even, dare I say, things were going so well, like how I said before, like, oh, he's being really nice to her, that perhaps the writer was like, ah, right. oh, yeah. shit. I've made him too likable, right? Back the fuck up. Okay, let's back the fuck up here and remind everyone what he's like. Uh, but the problem is they went a little bit too far. Yeah, or just like his sensibilities. I mean, I don't necessarily think he's like that he is a rapist or he's the worst mm. person in the world. I mean, you know, he just took her home and everything. I just think like, you know, he can be kind of shitty. That sort of person is not the sort of person that I would have in my closest circle of friends just because... I could see myself getting really stressed out by a lot of his behavior. Um, As Sakurai is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and their, their kind of, their relationship is largely based on work. So he can't really, um, you know, there's not much he can do about that. But like, but man, uh, but yeah, he's just not, not a kind of guy that I would find myself getting close to because of, you know, just some of the his shitty behavior. That's that's all I'm saying. Not that he's a no. I, I I agree. I agree. I mean, the guy has then the fucking gall to say to Sakurai, "Oh, looks like you ran all the way here, even though you don't really care." Also, have a fucking takoyaki. I know. What like, a here's, dick. Here's what the, a fucking dick. Here's the present I got for you. Uh, yeah, it means you're gonna cook for me, <laughs> and yeah. I'm gonna come over and eat this that you cook. <laughs> Well, I was going to top deck your toilet, but even I felt that was too far. Unbelievable. What a prick, <laughs> man. And yeah, again, I I understand it in the context of the show. I definitely do not agree with it. Um, but we're not meant to sympathize with him either, so it gets a pass, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I do. I'm not like, you know, know, I'm not like, fuck this show uh, or anything like that, because like you say, I don't. I don't think it's like endorsing the behavior. Um, Indeed. So okay, he so like uh, yeah to to move on to the final scenes where 
she or Morioka goes into her apartment and flops down on the bed and says, ah, it's good to be home. Like, this is it. Playing MMO is when I feel alive and refreshed and, and great. Like, glory be to video games and to being home by myself. And I'm just like, hell yeah, <laughs> I feel you. Um, Indeed. And she feels torn. And once again, uh, it's a, such a Notome game right now. Because there are three men in her life that uh, she has felt varying degrees of... Three? Well, do you remember when uh, Fujimoto at the convenience store was like, hey, come again, and they both kind of blushed? I I don't think that's that kind of thing. I think that was just her recognizing there was at least someone out there who she could have a common interest with. I I think he's, he's blushed a few times whenever... She's been around, or people have been talking about her. He's been pr- protective of her whenever Koiwai was like coming up to her and flirting and being aggressive. He's like, Hey, who is this guy? Like, do they know each other? Like, I need to watch out for this girl. Um, I'm not saying that there's a chance it's going to happen. I just mean, if this were a visual novel, there would be a Fujimoto route. <laughs> You are actually really right. Uh, I think I think that the way it stands between him and her is just that simply he's working there, and because she's a customer, he's keeping an eye out because he's that kind of nice guy. I don't think there's any sort of romantic interest between the two of them, and but I think that there's a shared realization of like he's like, oh my god, there's a woman who's like older than me who likes this stuff, and she's like, oh my god, there's someone, anyone who likes this stuff. And I think that that's what catches them off guard, and that's how that's why they act like that way with each other. Um, bear in mind also the interactions they have in Fred and there after the fact as well. Um, definitely no romantic overtures there. It's just I'll keep your secrets all good. Oh, 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 oh! We missed out one small detail. All right. Hit so me. when when um, Marioka logs onto the MMO, uh, Lily logs in. Uh, Sakurai that is, and the closing line is. As Sakurai's looking at the monitor and looking at Hayashi, he says, good to, something to the effect of, good to see you again, Marioka-san. Yes, He's yes, finally yes, yes. accepted the truth of it. Uh-huh. He knows. He, he knows. knows. Yeah, he finally knows. It took him a couple episodes to come back around to it, but but he is he can deny the evidence no longer. Indeed. And that then begs the question now. He's got this knowledge. But the episode has very clearly shown that as much as he had the thing, the person he desired in front of him, he could not act. He, he didn't know what to do. Nor did she, to be fair. Yeah, and now he, and now he thinks that that Koiwai and Morioka are into each other and going to have a thing. Sign, seal, delivered. Even even now that he knows it's her uh, playing Hayashi, I think he is trying to let go of the romantic feelings. A skeptical, you could be a skeptic and say, like, this doesn't change anything. It's not going to change how he's going to act. If anything, it'll paralyze him more. But this is what, this is the in he needs. And maybe he just needs to be honest and just literally say in game to Ayashi, hello, hello, Marioka. How are you doing? He just needs God. to do, like, having knowledge of something and then, and then actually having the capacity to act on that knowledge are two very different things. So this is a step in the right direction, but by no means is the problem solved. And Sakurai, he's still got a ways to go. Uh, but at least he's getting there. So that's something, at least. Speaking of something, tell me something. Like, your rating of the episode and what you thought of it. Uh... As the worst, worst segue in the history of time. You you could you could search for a thousand lifetimes in a million different media and not come up with a worse segue than the one I just did. Fire me. <laughs> well, I think looking back on it, as much as we've discussed, it didn't feel like a whole lot happened relative to the other episodes. Yeah, I mean, like you could boil it down to two major events: the date uh, between Sakurai and Morico, and then the date between uh, Kowai and Morico, and they serve as a very like. Like, very obvious comparison points for each other. Um, There's not a massive amount of humour in this one. There certainly still is a bit as well. But this is where the anime has gotten a little more serious. Um, And I'm fine with all of this. 
Um, but I'm hoping we do get back into more, a little more wacky hijinks just so we can lighten the, the mood a little bit. Um, and hopefully this is the peak, or rather the nadir, should I say, of Cole Wise behaviour. Uh, I will therefore give it 3.5 wine bottles out of 5. Very good. Very good. Um, I think uh, largely I share the same opinion. I don't know if our opinions probably won't d diverge too much about these. Uh, I think that this was, you know, like the others, I think it's a very strong episode. Uh, some more serious moments. Not a lot of things happened in the plot outline, um, but I think significant things did happen within, like, the internal lives of the characters. And some we had a few kind of um, moments of, like, clues being revealed um, about, uh, like, m maybe people getting more hints about um, online identities, so Morioka's work life, that stuff. I, I liked all that. I liked the, the dates. Um, the, you know, the, the part does uh, leave a sour taste on my mouth. So I was going to rate this one a four because I am really emotionally involved and, and invested in this one. But um, whereas... Koiwai's behavior in episode four that I did not enjoy uh, brought down my enjoyment, ranking a quarter point. This is going to bring it down a whole half point. So this is uh, episode six. Uh, I'm so embarrassed I could die receives 3.5 dope green hoodies out of five. <laughs> um, in the meantime, folks, thank you again very much for listening. Hope you've been enjoying this Um Feel free to hit us up with comments or questions or anything. Uh, you can find me at Shaden1010 or on my Curious Cat, curiouscat.me forward slash Shaden. Uh, feel free to email us at worrydeshow at gmail.com. Um, drop us anything you want to discuss about the show or anything in general. Um, and until next time, because as it happens, I've got episode seven in my queue ready to watch oh right boy. this moment. Oh boy. I'm going to I'm gonna slam my keyboard so hard to get that going. I want to see what happens next. Um, and I know. Doc is going to. Doc is going to travel home now. Oh, I have to um, wait multiple hours before I can see it. <laughs> and I, I hope that he doesn't pay too much heed to my swear because it's probably going to be full of swear words depending on what happens. Like fuck and shit and cock. <laughs> I, that's how it's going to go. It's going to literally be like that depending on what Sakurai does next because he's already owned himself really hard, but there's still room for him to completely fuck this up. And I hope to God he doesn't. But again, that's because I care, because I'm enjoying this show so much. Come on, buddy. We're rooting for you. Bring it home. You can do it. Do it. So Get in. Get in. <laughs> Anyways. Um, where can uh, people find you on the Twitter nets, uh, Doctor? At the Subtle Doctor. And at CuriousCat.me uh, slash Subtle Doctor. I will answer questions in more than, even more than 280 characters. Uh, if that's not enough for you, do the Curious Cat and uh, uh, find Wave Motion Cannon on the internet. It's on Twitter and Tumblr and a dot .com and YouTube uh, and other places. And uh, thanks everyone for listening and for your feedback so far. We will join you very soon for Episode 7 of MMO Junkie where we'll continue our stream of thought. But until then, embrace each other, everyone. To the ends of the universe. Sayonara. <coughs> <laughs> 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 <laughs>